Welcome to Kicking It Drama Style with Cassie. Guess what? You know that friend I've been telling you all like a hundred times that I was going to have over and do a podcast? She's here and we actually remembered to do a podcast. So I have with me Robin White, who's my number one fan of listening to the podcast and maybe my only fan because nobody else ever re does a review or comment. So I don't know about all the other 3,000 plays out there. I don't know who they are, but... Well, I can promise I have not listened to them 3,000 times. So there actually is somebody else out there listening. Absolutely. Let's test this and see if the sound works. Okay, we're back. We had to test that sound and make sure that y'all could hear us. So we're just going to be ourselves and be random and all kinds of different stuff. So we'll probably both tell our version of how we met and just be ourselves, like I said. So, we worked for a company that I shall not name, not because they're a bad company, but just to keep them out of this wild story. <laughs> um, downtown Tulsa was my first corporate job to ever have, and I don't think Robin was there when I first started. No. So, needless to say, I worked in an environment that was straight from the pit of hell in a mail room with like six other girls. And so there was constantly drama, and the funny thing is, is our boss was a man, and he was stirring up the drama constantly. So Robin came in as what, a temp, and then hired yes. on? Straight hire. Okay, straight hire. So all of a sudden, Robin is the receptionist downstairs, and we gave breaks to the receptionist, which I don't know why anybody would ever want to be a receptionist with a phone stuck to their ear, talking to strangers, and not able to go pee all day long like she could. I mean, she literally had to have us give her a bathroom break. So, I hated her job. Like, I didn't last very long doing breaks for there. So, she has a tattoo on the back of her neck that's a barcode. And me being a little bit too much religious person back then thought, oh my God, she's a Satanist. I don't even know where I got Satanist out of a barcode in my entire life where I come up with that crap. But... I don't even know how I saw it because she wore her hair down. So somehow I don't know how I saw this barcode and I was intimidated by her. And for some reason, I must have said something to her boss. He ran down and said something to her and then he came back and ran and said something to me. And I don't even remember what it was, but one day, and I'm not confrontational unless you back me in a corner or I didn't used to be, but I walked down to her desk and I was like, Robin, did you say whatever it was? And she goes, no, did you say whatever it was? I was like, no. And I mean, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to kick her butt, which I don't even fight. So that was a seriously hilarious joke. Didn't um, I say too, when you came down there, do we need to go outside yeah, to take care of this? Yeah, she did. And I thought she <laughs> meant like a fist fight. And I was like, I'm going to die. Um, but sure, let's go. And basically it was talk this out. So we went outside on her break and talked it out and we're like okay we the no the villain here is our boss the neither one of us said what was being said and we've basically been best friends ever since then and we are like totally opposite i can't think of very many things except for our love of god that um we are not opposite about your turn to yeah, give your view we are uh, we're very very opposite and the very first thing that comes to mind is Cassie is all about emotion. She wears every emotion 
on her sleeve and I am completely closed off. I'm, I'm the type, I don't think it's very healthy, but if I'm upset about something or if someone has wronged me or a situation has brought grief or chaos to me, I'm done. Light off, we are done. Um, I call it a, used to call it in the secular world, my bitch switch. It was turned on permanently and I just, I have no emotion. I am void of emotion. I don't get angry about that anymore. I don't get happy about it. I don't get sad. I don't get hopeful. It's just no emotion to that situation or to those people. But poor Cassie. <laughs> My gosh, it is super glued to them. That stuck and, like glue song in a bad way. Well, and it's like tears. I don't cry. I hardly ever cry. And I think Cassie had a heart attack when she saw me cry one time. Yeah, if she cries, it's serious business. But that was to do with my son and, you know, he's, that was horrific, but whatever. Um, so that is one of our major, major differences. Yeah, like she's like off with her head. Why are you even talking to that person? And I've been like in a 20 year long toxic friendship with people where she's like cut them out, cut them off, which I've grown in that area a huge amount because life alter, things just alter you. And I have a joke now that instead of BC and AD, I have BW and AW, my marriage, last marriage, and pretty much changed me. So I'm a little bit more like Robin and a little less like me in some areas. But still about 90% opposite of each other. 90% opposite, but I think we have a good balance. Yeah. Like where you're hardcore, full-fledged, bawling, happy tears and sad tears. You can't really tell the difference with me if I'm happy or sad because I'm so level where you are not. But you also get super overly excited, extreme excited. So that's an emotion like you'll be like, hey! something I don't know like you well, get all like, like last night whenever I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna be a grandma again you're like Robin we're in public please don't act like I know this. it's like she gives me a heart attack because out of nowhere <laughs> comes this random oh my gosh and I'm like oh my god the world just somebody just died or something what happened or I gasp like I'm yeah like, oh, <gasps> that freaks like me that out really dramatic gasp and it's yeah very uh <clears throat> dramatic I guess so yeah. I do get excited, so I'm not a complete void person. But, no. But more so like on tragedies and sadness and grief and chaos. Uh-uh. No, I, I don't have anything to do with that. And she's a just justification person. Like, there needs to be justification. If something is done wrong, it needs to be justified. By golly, we're going to write a 20-page letter to this person, and they're going to fix it. And on that note, at our company, I don't even remember what all was going on. But I, I'm not kidding when I say I'm pretty sure it was a 10-page letter that she wrote to the owner, not the manager, not the supervisor, the owner of the company. Which, in my defense, was read out loud, and I remember what this was. It was read out loud at, like, the big company thing where they had all the field offices conference in. Wait, they, and you, didn't de you didn't, like, downsize that letter? You gave the whole thing to them? I think I condensed it after you... To, like, five and a half, eight pages, probably. <laughs> no. Uh, this is she's exaggerating no guys. and I'm looking at the at the phone like you guys can see us talking but she's really exaggerating but I don't yeah think so. it was so there was a merger or some sort of acquisition maybe a no it wasn't those things it was a bankruptcy of another 
industry company. So we have lawyers coming in and everything. And of course, I'm the receptionist. They talk to me. So anyway, they gave me some really huge compliments of which I wanted to pass on to the owner because the owner took it over by from their father. So they were very, uh, what is the word, sentimental. This yeah. person was very sentimental. So I wanted this the owner of the company to know that her sentimental values were appreciated and recognized. Anyway, so that's what I did. I but it was like eight pages. Yeah. Not front and back. So 16. <laughs> so I remember, you know, Robin is answering the phones. And I'm not downgrading that job at all because there's no way you couldn't pay me enough money to do what she did. But next thing I know, she's taking like all these unnecessary like classes in my opinion because I don't even understand unless you're going to advance to like some zoologist or meteorologist or whatever ologist they had in the company something to do with rocks and minerals and oil and I don't know I'm making up names I worked in the mailroom and quickly got out of there by the grace of God to be a fancy janitor utility clerk and I could care less about how minerals and rocks and oils petroleum was taken out of the earth or whatever and she's taking all these classes to learn all this i'm like why you're not getting paid to do that i mean well and and people had to relieve me because if i'm taking class that means i'm not at the desk to greet visitors and answer the phone so someone had to sit at the desk while i was in these classes yeah so i was like always giving her a hard time because she was an overachiever and then sometimes that would get her in trouble because she would get bored at the desk so she'd like give me some work to do and she just kind of like find her own way of managing and organizing everybody else's unorganized life. <laughs> but she has skills because I would call downstairs and say, on your next break, I seriously need you to come to my cubicle because it's a disaster. So she's fixing to undisaster a couple of areas in my house. So good skills to have overachieving an organization. <laughs> Boredom mostly. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see, what else can we talk about? Okay, so we have been roommates a few times. Um, she helped me out, you know, during times where I didn't have a place to go. And I'm just going to give you my view of how it goes down. Like, I go, I stay with her. She, you know, her house is decorated her way. And, you know, I didn't really, like, I wasn't, like, there to, like, take over anything or whatever. And we got along really good and mellow. She watches, like... I don't even know, like serial killer exorcist movies and what's that, Walking Dead, and I'm like a Hallmark, <laughs> Disney, love story, you know, kind of, you know, eight is enough, old show. I mean, I'm like way opposite on the movies. And I would say, I'm, I'm not watching this Walking Dead. And next thing you know, I'm going, oh my gosh, what happened? What, what's, what happened on the last one? <laughs> And Sons of Anarchy and things that I absolutely detested. And then I'd end up watching them. And I didn't really... I watched, went to the movies with her one time and watched a horror flick that I... That was Paranormal Activity. Yes. And so in... It was like the second or third one. And there's like this moment where it's like kind of like a earth shaking. The bed vibrates across the floor. Because the... Whatever he is. Monster, ghost, whatever was shaking the bed. So that night I go to sleep. And I wake up with my bed vibrating, like shaking really hard, and I'm in somebody else's house who doesn't approve of horror movies, and I'm not about to tell them the demons are in their house now because I brought them with me from this horror flick. That's just what I'm extremely thinking. 
And I get up with my cell phone light on and I'm walking through the house in a Kung Fu Panda move where I'm fixing to karate chop a demon. And I'm like, this is crazy. I should have never watched that movie. It's I brought whatever that character's name is in my house now. And I go and I literally run and jump into the middle of the bed and get on my phone and get on Facebook and find out there's been an earthquake. So that was kind of funny because I thought I was being punished for watching that evil show. <laughs> Uh, I just like those movies because, I don't know, they wake me up a little bit. And then I'm very, 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 very grateful for my salvation. I feel like it kind of protects me. My salvation and, and my faith protects me against those things. Because right. there have been opportunities where I've been invited to go ghost hunting and demon hunting and going to graveyards in the middle of the night and cemeteries I think they're the same thing as graveyards but whatever and I was like oh my gosh yes I'll go oh hell so no I'm gonna say it. a cuss word hell no I scheduled it they were gonna come pick me up or I was gonna meet him but then at the last minute I'm like you know what nope I'm like, not gonna open literally that door. literal hell that's like demons and hell and fire oh, no. and brimstone and like I mean they're they're safe for me because they're on the screen but if I were to ever, like, go and actually, what is that word? Encounter. Encounter like, or, like, call out to them or whatever. That would be, to me, I feel like that would be opening a door permanently for these demons to come in. And, uh, nope, nope. I, I enjoy Christ way too much. I love him. Yeah. So, next subject, off <clears throat> of the demons. Um, so, anyways, uh, the last time we roomed together, it was crazy because... I had gotten a little FEMA trailer at a trailer park. I've been living at other people's houses for two, way oh, too long in years. I want to interject. I'm sorry. Okay. You were like, because of the way that we became friends, I feel like, I can't even speak. Um, Talk loud. I feel like God blessed our friendship. Right. Like before it even started. Because Satan obviously wanted us to be apart. For our boss to try to pit us against each other. Right. For no reason. Right. And so, <clears throat> even though we have these mass differences, you're like this country girl and I'm a city girl. And I just feel like almost every house that I moved to, because I hated staying in one place for very long, I always looked to make sure that you had somewhere in case you needed it. Right. So, whenever... Anywhere that I moved, you always had a place with Aww. me. So, and if I, you could see us right now, we're like, you know, doing these, oh, how cute faces. Well, I wasn't, like, I, when I went and got this little FEMA trailer, I wasn't expecting her to want to move to Texas at all because her son had had an accident and he's paraplegic, quadriplegic, quadriplegic. And, um, but she'd had so much stress and like I had, I had not even gotten it. I was just basically looking at it and fixing to make the commitment. And she was like, I'm so stressed out. I got to get away from here. And I was like, well, just come here. I'll go ahead and get the place and just come here. And so I got the keys, started moving in and I don't, was I even moved in when I hurt myself? Yes. You had Barely moved in. And were and you there yet? I was the day I got there. You went to work that night and hurt yourself. Okay, so she had just gotten there. So she has no job. But I'm getting unemployment yeah. because I had been laid off. It was a 
they had moved their Tulsa office to Houston, and I couldn't go to Houston. So she's she knows she's made a big plan plan change, and she's going to be drawn unemployment. And then, you know, we have this now this trailer, and so I went to work, and that like that night because I worked in a live in care job with elderly people, and from Tuesday to Friday, which was going to work out perfect, she was going to have the house to herself. And then we were really only going to be, you know, in that small trailer on the weekends. And I was gone almost every other weekend, if not every weekend anyways, traveling. So, it was going to be okay. The small space. Um, very, very small Yeah, space. very small space. And then I ended up uh, doing a slap tear on my shoulder. And ended up not working in severe pain, on pain meds. Um, and panicking completely because I found out I had to have surgery and that's when it really went downhill. It was, it was a little intense for the first couple of days. And then when they said surgery, I become a witch from hell. Like I was angry and irritated and we got a huge fight because I wanted to use an old fashioned percolator coffee pot and she wanted a regular coffee pot. And I told her to get her own freaking coffee pot then. And I'll do, so we did two separate coffees the next day. And I was like, Cassie, you're being so stupid. Just use her coffee pot. And I was like, I wasn't, I don't guess I was as gracious of a host. Um, not because. That was you though. You were heavily medicated. Yeah. Heavily medicated, which makes me very irritable. And, panicking because I was not contributing at all because I didn't get unemployment or anything. Well, and I wasn't, I was out of my element too. So it wasn't just you not being a good host, regardless of the reasons. I was out of my element because A, I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I, I had yeah. my faith, but. <clears throat> and she, I would say, what are you going to do? What are blah, 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 blah. She goes, I don't know. I'm just trusting God. And I'm like, what do you mean you're trusting God? I mean, here I am out doing ministry and I'm freaking out because she's trusting God and I don't have a clue. And I, honestly, I tell people all the time that I think she has a stronger faith as far as maybe it's the emotion thing that causes a difference because she seems to stay so calm. God's got it. I'm like, oh, we got to have a job right now. We need to know exactly how God's going to do it. I need to know now, 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 not tomorrow, not next week. I need to know now how he's doing it. And she's like, oh, I don't know. He'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh, I need to but trust God more. I want to say, too, that I was unemployed. I was getting unemployment um, plus severance. But I was out applying for jobs. I wasn't just sitting back, you know, eating bonbons, watching Heartland on TV or whatever, saying, oh, you know, God will give me a job. I was looking for one. I was having interviews. I was driving to, to go look at companies and, and apply at their for their position. So I wasn't just sitting on my butt expecting God to do everything. Right. Absolutely. I was doing my part. Yeah, you were. And she was <clears throat> being very trusting. And I was like, we're going to both be homeless. And I know it's a bad way. I don't even know why I was being like that. I guess because I had lived with other people for so long. I had been dependent on, um, you know, that situation being there. Because even if I lost my job, I was working for them in their homes, doing ministry or secretarial work or ranch work or whatever that I was doing. I had a house to go to even if I lost my job. So all of a sudden I'm thinking, uh, yeah, this is a bad deal. But it worked out. She ended up going back because she missed her son. And that was the last time... You know, we did the roommate thing, but if there's anybody, even if we're 100% opposite, if there's anybody I was going to room with, it would be Robin because, you know, even though we're opposite, <laughs> like she hangs her crosses sideways. At least they're not upside down, you know. 
No, but no upside down. She one. she does like crooked things on the wall, and I'm like, they got to be straight in a row. I mean, my daughter first thing she said was, "All your pictures are straight in a line. What you know? You need to make a zigzag them or something." I was like, ah. And so I did in my new house angle one of my arrows. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so we had to stop just for a minute so we could figure out our next train of thought because she wants to talk about how she's always right. I am. Like, she literally thinks she's always right. Tell me when I'm wrong. When have I been wrong? When you try to tell me how to handle my emotions and my codependent relationships. No, 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 no. I, I don't tell you how to handle them. I tell you what's going to happen, and it happens. You know, I don't like her right now. <laughs> Really, it's weird, but she usually is always right. And I, I, I wanted to like pull in a specific instance where ABC, I said ABC, and ABC happened exactly the way I said it would. Well, how I can can't... you if you're always right? They're always instance, so that'd I know, be too many. But... <laughs> I just want one for proof, but whatever. I got. She came to my house here when I moved to Welch, and we were sitting outside listening to podcasts, and she was listening to like a murder. What's it called? It's called Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale. And it's basically about serial killers or unsolved murders and all kinds of like, you know, kind of dark stuff. And I'm over listening to the Farm and Ranch podcast. <laughs> I'm like, that's how opposite and different we are. Although yeah. she's got me into some of the, like the serial killer type things. Dexter was one of them. Oh, but, yeah. Dexter. Um, you guys remember Dexter on HBO? Mm, yep. Yeah. I had to quit watching that though because it well, gets it wouldn't dark. help. It well, it wouldn't dark. help if I wasn't hadn't been newly married and the guy every night we went to bed when we were binge watching Dexter said, "You know, you don't know this, but I'm like Dexter." And oh, I'm thinking, I don't really no. know you like <laughs> that. What if you are? Like so I started freaking out and of course it ended up being a domestic violent marriage, so that didn't help. So Dexter was out. So I probably, you know, could go back and finish it. But it's got a lot of, lot of the F word in it. It does. It does. And I've really, I mean, there's certain instances I will, I will, there's only, that is the only, when everything else is so incredulous and you can't describe just the, the maniacal confusion and chaos of a situation, that one word covers it all. Okay. So she has said two words. I don't even know what are. Incredulous. Incredulous and, is beyond imagination. Just beyond imagination and so what's shocking the other one? The, the one that started with an M? Maniacal. Maniacal. That's evil-minded. Um, maniacal. I'm probably going to butcher this description, but if you Google it, um, it, it's like from the manic word, how like you're ma manic, people are manic. Um, highs and lows. So like extreme evil. Not so extreme evil. Totally. Okay. I think. Please don't like call me out on that because it could totally be wrong. So, I I don't know. It's just we're just totally opposite. Like, what what's an example like this weekend? Like, okay, so I tell her that she can put my metal coffee cup in the fr freezer and make it really cold, so that she can have ice cold milk and she says oh i need to buy me two of those really tall metal cups and i was like you just need one like when she does something it's like you know she needs to have a sam's card because we're not going to just have one we're gonna have 20 and and we get 20 from two 
But I'm just thinking someone else might want cold, ice cold milk with me. And if I only have one cup, that's kind of rude. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to explain like. But we are. We are complete. Extremism. I'm extreme in my emotions and she's extreme in a different way. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't either. Like she goes, she, which she's a giver. So that is part of it. But she goes to Dollar General and she was like, you need a new trash can before she left. And I was like, I don't need a new trash can. This one's fine. Well, it's not big enough. And my daughter was here and I said, I guarantee she's going to come back with a trash can. And she um, did. Okay. Let me. So. So, which is a good thing. I enjoyed the bigger trash can. Well, you. Okay. There's no way that. So Cassie had this small, this small, like four gallon <laughs> bath bathroom trash cans as a home oh, that trash was a bathroom can. trash can no wonder it was, that was small the bathroom size and i'm like there's no way this is gonna work so i was at warehouse market i was at the store dollar general i was like she needs one i'll get one i do have to tell something pretty she's done several things like this but um when i had my first house here i had a twin and when i say twin i don't mean a nice twin i mean like a flimsy tr- like cheap small kids twin bed and I had left, you know, my marriage situation and was here starting completely over with no furniture. And she came over. And when she got here, the very first thing she said was, I have to take a nap. And I almost choked her because I've been waiting all day for her to get here. And I was like, well, that's fine. You go lay in the bedroom because I'm watching this movie. Because by now I'm hacked that we're taking a nap. But she has naps and i am now learned to take naps since then. So she goes in there and then she gets up and we're going to go eat at the restaurant here in town. And... I hear her on the phone, and she's saying, no, no, the one over by the wall, the one like I, like that one I got, or something like that, and she's like having this conversation. I'm thinking, okay, she's up to something. She's on the phone with the, because we have a little store in town, so she's on the phone and ordered me a, you know, small housewarming gift, like a flower or something, you know, not anything too extreme or, you know, whatever, because she's being all weird and secretive, and this conversation goes off and on for like, a while and we get to the restaurant she goes uh you're gonna have to go in because i need to finish this phone call i was like okay i didn't that sounds like i was being rude and i probably was but i didn't mean to well be it was like you're you know because you're like you're you when you say stuff it's like Bleh! like real <laughs> just out there and i was like okay so i go in and she comes and sits down and she does her giddy little yes! and she claps and she's all excited i was like what is wrong with you and she said well i have a surprise but, and I was like, no, you can't get it till tomorrow. I said, you can't tell me. And she goes, well, I kind of have to tell you because you have to be ready for it. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I bought you a bed. <laughs> so you can take over from there. Well, and I have, <clears throat> I don't even know what possessed me. Um, You've gotten went, a bonus. It oh, yeah. I needed a bed because the one I had, I had bought in 2010 and it was 2018. And I am a stickler on the eight-year rule. You're not supposed to have a bed after eight years because that's I didn't, just didn't no. even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a rule. Eight-year warranty. Done. I know some beds that are guaranteed for life. Okay, I'll well, tell you we'll about have that, that later. Discussion another time. So anyway, I'm out looking for a bed, and I found one. And then, surprise, surprise, I took in my money to pay for it because I had my bonus, but and I had really bad credit, so. They're like, well, you know, you can finance and build your credit. I was like, finance a bed? I mean, I hadn't even heard of it. So anyway, I signed up for this this uh, financing stuff in the store. And then I come over to Cassie's a couple of weeks later, and I'm like, wait, she doesn't have a bed. But oh my gosh, I can build my credits more. So 
I called that guy and I was like, hey, remember me? You know, I came in a few weeks ago. And he's like, oh yeah, Robin, hi. And so I was like, okay, so I want to do that again. And this is what I need. And this is, no, not that one. So then, I think it was the next day. Yeah, you strapped it to your car and brought it to me. Yeah, I have an SUV, a Ford Escape, and I drove it from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, all the way to Welch. Like an hour and a half. Um, but I drove on the back roads, like not the highway. I drove like through towns, but with a mattress and box springs strapped, strapped to the top of my car. Yeah, so <laughs> I actually have a, an adult-sized bed, which is pretty amazing. So that's the kind of friend she is. What else do we and have And I didn't there? do it just to do my credit. No, she does a lot of have a bed. Yeah, she does giving like she's you know so seed like into my because I do ministry and stuff. She gives stuff like that all the time, you know, and will send money you know when she feels led to and stuff. So it's not like oh I just wanted better credit, so let me go get a bed. No, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, yeah, it was a bonus, but um, I don't know if if I can help someone, then I'm going to, and if I can't, I pray that someone else is can help someone that I can't right so but so so the next on our list um is how we tell stories oh dear god (laughs) I'll let Cassie take this one okay so I thought I was a detailed person but the way I tell stories is I start at a go to l back to b back down to z and back like I flip around with my stories like they they They're hard around. to follow for someone like me. I'm an ENFJ, if you know what that is, and it's the Myers-Briggs, and so that's how we tell stories. And I can keep up with someone telling a story like that usually. Robin, and I, I mean, if she's going to tell a story about some lady that's like 80-some years old that fell down in the parking lot at Walmart, she's going to say, well, back in 19... 19- Whatever. When she was born, she learned to walk. And, like, she's going to start from, like, pre-existence and tell you every single little detail. That that is relevant to the that story. That doesn't make a bit of difference to the story at all. <laughs> and tell you the whole story. Well, I just want the what happened. How did she fall? Was she hurt? Well, I'll get to that. No, I need you to tell me that now. You can start over, but you need to tell me the end of that story really quick. <laughs> so, our storytellings are hilarious. They, they they, very much are. I mean, it's like, just imagine, like, a ping pong table. And that ping pong ball, instead of just going back and forth between two people on the net, it's going against... Every wall in the room, back and oh, forth. Oh, is that how I tell that, a story? And that's her story. <laughs> you have to follow this ping pong ball around the whole entire room, bouncing off every object in every corner. And then you might get to the end of the story and have some sort of understanding of what the story was. And then at the very end, you have to be so what was your point again? Because I'm lost way back, you know, on the letter B. And you've already switched back through a hundred million times. Yeah, I cover some numbers in there too. <laughs> but we are complete opposites. I think we've told them that like a hundred times now. I know, I know. But there is such joy in that. Right. I find it joy. I don't know how to... I mean, usually people gravitate to friendships or people... That are that like they, them. That they... 
understand completely and that they're on the same page. Like I have a friend, Sarah, since 2005. We are on the same level everywhere. <clears throat> and so we're very comfortable with each other. But Cassie and I are complete opposites. Oh, get this, you all. And we're still comfortable with each other, but we're complete opposites. So it's like a, a good balance. Right. She nukes her wine in the microwave. And I put mine almost in the freezer. Okay, so there's a really funny story about that, too. But I don't know if you guys want to hear it because you have to go back to Adam and Eve. The long story short. When grapes were created. Yes. Make it short version. <laughs> we're already at, like, I don't know how many minutes. Like 25, maybe. Okay, so really quick. <clears throat> I drink red wine, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's straight, straight red, straight Cabernet. No blends. Anyway, I wanted to take a nap, but I wanted some wine, and it was too cold. So I set it outside on, I don't know, 100 degrees outside. I yeah. was just going to put it out there for about 10 minutes. I was just going to close my eyes long enough, maybe 30, for it to get completely warm. Well, I woke up like five hours later, and my wine is still out on the front porch with the sun blazing on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's totally ruined. Well, then I pour it because I just want to drink it all before it goes bad. And it was the most delicious wine I'd ever drank. It's like the heat just released every flavor. I want to hurl right now, like seriously. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. So now, because I drink, I drink wine, I don't drink it often. Um, but if I go out to eat, I might have a cup and or a glass. And so <laughs> I'll ask the waitress to put it in the microwave. Oh, no, you do not. I'm never going with you to a restaurant and you asking to nuke your wine. That's not happening. That is a secret in-home thing. We will never order wine out. No. Okay, but that's what I do. I can't <laughs> drink just regular wine. I can't. Room temperature is not room temperature. Room okay, temperature so she has cold. to have ice in her milk and heat up her. She's awful needy at restaurants. I am. Oh, I do have to tell. They're not going to be able to see this, okay? But it's hilarious and I can explain it. Okay. Okay, so when I had to give breaks and stuff, I had a walkie-talkie on. And if she wanted something to drink, she would holler at me and, you know, ask me to go downstairs to the, like, little store that was in this building and ask me to get her something to drink, you know, like a pop or whatever. Well, I somehow managed to overfill it every single time, so it was coming up out of the lid. And me, (laughs) I'm just going to grab whatever paper towels and just, you know... Grab them, wad them up, and put them on there and soak it up or suck it out with my straw or whatever. I'm not going to, you know, take too much time with it. And I would set her drink down and she would grab a paper towel or a napkin. I mean, they're already square, so I don't understand the concept. She would literally (laughs) fold it over and crease it and fold it over again and crease it and fold it over again and crease it. And I'm watching this whole time thinking, what is she doing? And then she would take it and dab it very slowly, soaking up all the soda that was spilled over. And this went on for I don't know how many months until I finally jerked something out of her hand and said, oh my God, give me that right now. And just like cleaned it all up because it drove me nuts. But even at a restaurant, like she, like she's got, I'm telling you, like she's very good at helping, you know, keep things clean and organized. And so we'll go to a restaurant and... I mean, she's literally got the table, like, everything's piled up nice and neat for the waitress to come and get, and, I mean, she's very good at that, so that's why she's going to work on my refrigerator and my dresser for me. Gladly. 
<laughs> and then whenever she doesn't go by the organization and messes it up again, it's all like just willy-nilly, everything in nowhere, then I'll just fix it again. Yeah, I want to be organized. Like I believe inside my body I'm an organized person, but but my brain do. goes too you fast. Do. You organize every day at someone else's house. What? You're probably tired when you come yeah, home. I just like it's like inside my brain. I'm like I'm this very organized, structured person, and then I look at the yeah. Yeah, there's you, two sides to me because no, there you're just tired when you get home. Right. A house cleaner's house is always the messiest because you put all your focus and energy on everyone else's. Yeah. But I have to say, this house is not like disorganized your drawers might be yeah it's the things people can't see like inside the fridge or in the back of my jeep or okay so just a dig on cassie here <laughs> i am <laughs> i'm a city girl not really city like new york city or chicago or anything like that i'm just i'm i've always lived in the city my tulsa dad, tulsa i've always lived in town i did live in a very small town west of tulsa about 20 minutes my dad anyway long you know here i go back to adam and eve but <clears throat> I have very eclectic, um, okay, what is that? Uh, specific. Do you look up these words in the specific. dictionary and purposely learn words to use like that? No, I had a really good English teacher. Oh, boy. and I got I really I, good I, like, extra credit for using words in a sentence correctly. Awesome. Okay, yeah. go on. I, so. I mean, my words are cool and awesome, so <laughs> but anyway, so I have just very distinct tastes in the way I. Um, decorate my house. Well, Cassie's all about country stuff. Cowboy. Cowboy country Not just stuff. country. Country cowboy. And I'm like Victorian romance and industrial type decorations. So Wait, industrial? Industrial. What is that? Um, industrial is like not anything that, like the, the grays. If you oh, decorate blah. with grays okay. and, and dark grays and light grays and white and black. Donnie's doing that for the farmhouse colors. But you can't, that's not industrial though because it's with the farmhouse. So that's still country. It's a country farmhouse, okay. not an industrial. Okay. So, and then like in, included in the industrial is like chrome accents, nickel plated, you know, brushed nickel, all those kind of okay. different finishes on, right. on stuff. So that's the way I decorate. And then I come here and she has like this Aztec little rug and cowhide on her floor. Um, a saddle. <laughs> a saddle and um, just country cowboy pictures everywhere. And that is what I enjoy because, you know, sometimes you have to get away from yourself. And Cassie does that for me. She helps me get away and I can just be all willy-nilly and do what I want and be who I am and not have to impress anybody but me and Cassie. The saddle thing, the decorations reminds me. I have a friend named Kelly. You met Kelly, right? They used to be my roommate for a yes. little while. And I yes. can I can room with Kelly too. She, um, we, we've been roommates a few times and she's a missionary and she would come in and off the mission trip, you know, and everything. Well, I went through a season where I decorated my home per who I was married to or who I was around. So mm. when I was with the children's dad, it was... Like, the bedroom was, like, all John Deere. I mean, blah. John Deere green and yellow. Can you imagine your bedroom? That's like Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and, like, Moo Moo Cows with John Deere's. And, okay, so, and then the rest of it was more, like, 
that uh, home interior stuff, like cherubs and angels oh, and yes, like feminine floral. I could, yeah, I do not like floral. And so, um, when we split up, I just didn't really have it. I mean, I, don't, I had that stuff on the wall, and I was like, I don't like this. And then, I mean, you all have heard my story. I've got three ex-husbands. So, then the next one was from Canada via from Canada to California to here. I mean, he was into, like, the bear, moose. Like, he liked that kind of stuff. And I liked that lodgy country look. So, I went all that way. And it still wasn't me because this is how I decorated before I married anybody. And so... One day, like when I was living in Tulsa area, I just said, that's it, out. Everything went out of my house, and I started over. Well, my friend was on a mission trip, and she came home, and I had redecorated the house because she was living, you know, staying at my house, which she didn't really care. I mean, she didn't decorate or anything, but she comes in, and I have a great big old saddle in the corner of the room on a saddle deal, and she goes, <laughs> oh, my word, why is there a saddle in our living room? Because she's at more of a town, like small town country, but not cowgirl, so it just always cracked me up because I'm, like, completely different, you know, and a lot of my friends aren't, you know, aren't this style, like, from my original friendships and stuff, and so uh, it just cracks me up. But yeah, I had a saddle. Now I've got a saddle tree in my house. So in cowhide. You in can't cowhide. forget the cowhide. Oh yeah, that I'd we have walk on. I would have more of those if I had the finances for those. <laughs> so yeah, totally totally into the cowboy cowgirl decorations. <clears throat> I guess we're just rambling now, so I think so. I think we're going to end this. So now the famous Robin has been here and you know don't close your mind off for friendships. Like, be open to uh, experiencing new people in your life. And for me, you know, uh, a lot of my friends friends have been alike. You know, they've all had kind of the same personalities and different things and like the same things. So, um, it kind of makes it more fun for, uh, you know, having the someone opposite around, someone with different interests. Well, and two, I want to say that, um, you know, I'm sure I'm, I've heard on Cassie's podcast several times that she says, you know, you have friends for seasons, um, and I feel like Cassie and I are, are lifetime friends. Yeah, it, there's, there's lifetimers and there's season. Yeah, we've we've been through quite a few seasons. Yeah, since 2008, going. and it's almost 2020, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a long time. Right. Wow. So, well, you all, a few things. If you are on Instagram, go over to dreamcatcher underscore 320 and follow me over there. Uh, You can go to my website, dreamcatcher320.com. And hey, leave us a review, especially if you're on iTunes. If you leave a review, it makes uh, the podcast show up in people's feed better. Uh, if you're on Anchor, leave me a review. I think on Anchor you can even leave a voice recording reviews, so that's pretty cool. But just go over there, leave a review, let us know that you're listening. And if you have any questions or uh, you know any interest of things that you know you might want to hear on the podcast, let us know. Thanks, Y'all. guys. Take care. Uh-huh.